What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue with your boy A Double A Wiz A. Get the money, get it cracking. What? Ha! What's up, young minds? What's up, big mirror? Ooh. 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 I don't know. Chill what, out. I don't know where that came from. Hey, man, I'm feeling real good today. Feeling real good today. How about yourself? I can't complain. It's uh, Monday. Hey, man, but Monday is a fun day for us, man. Every day, life is good. Life is good. So that's just how we're going to approach it. You feel me? Before we get started, you already know that this podcast is powered by Get Far Magazine, G-E-T-F-A-R Magazine.com. Follow us on all social networks right now and check out the website, please. You're ugly. Anyway, it's more importantly brought to you by my YouTube channel. Huh? YouTube.com slash Imani Shani. New videos every week for you, your sister, your mother, your brother, your grandfather. Me and you. Hey. Your mama and your cousin too. I wanted you to catch that. Riding around on bows. Riding up slamming Cadillac doughs. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> So, <laughs> hey, what's been up though, man? Anything? Anything new? Anything cracking with you? Um, no, like I don't know. Exotic trips, uh, you know, stupid stuff, man. What you idiot? Yeah, you know, gonna uh, record some videos with Maremba tomorrow. Be sure to uh, look out for those. They will be posted tomorrow. Recorded and posted tomorrow. Double up. Hey, tell young light skinned kid on the podcast one time, bro. We've been hey, trying to course, book her for man. a minute. You, you, we gonna make it happen. I was about to say, don't me. Every time we asked her, she was like down in Coachella. She was out of town. Like, it wasn't like down in Coachella. Hey, I mean, it wasn't just me. So, you know, some, some, some things going on in the world today. You know what I'm saying? We uh, had a chance to, you know, pick a few. So what you want to start with, my G? Since you said you're going to pick a fight with a nigga. Nah, just a low-key something, something. Why? Let's start off with... I don't like this. Nah, I'm just, I'm going back and forth between... How do you feel about Mir Mir? Women, <laughs> non-black women, appropriating the culture. But not just that. How do you feel about the black men and women who allow it? Go ahead, brother. She just jabbed at me at the mic. Was like, tried to get me to flinch. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really feel no type of way about it. I feel like you talking specifically about the. Katy Perry thing and she did her thing. That, I mean, you know, yeah, just in that. general, but I'm saying that was it was sparked by a uh a article that was written in the uh root, I think, or the Grio yeah. about Katy Perry and her video or performance with the Migos. So I I mean, I think this is not nothing new. Like I, I don't know. I've always just had a problem. Not a problem, but I haven't necessarily felt the same way as everybody else about the whole appropriation thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people's supporters is going to support them regardless. And um, 
you know, other people aren't. And if we just don't give them, you know, a lot of that power, not power, but just energy, I think that uh, has a lot to do with it. So for me, um, I don't care that Miley Cyrus was twerking. I don't Mm -hmm. care that Katy Perry was wearing a fitted hat and did the niggas in Paris lyrics on some show. She didn't say niggas, but I'm just saying she rapped it. Mm-hmm. You know, people like to say that's appropriating whenever they're doing black stuff, and I guess don't. It's not even necessarily always acknowledging it, because a lot of people, they'll acknowledge or they'll have other people in it, but I don't know. I think it's just more so uh, white motherfuckers that they don't like, you know, for instance, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. But I don't know. I don't really have no problem with it. Like, not I don't have a problem with it. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know what you think. Mm. I don't know. To be quite honest, I really don't care either. Like, I think that I don't know. Just black people in general. Like, we have always, we just always have something about us that other cultures like. Like. It's been that way for years on years on years, and it's going to continue to be that way. So I'm like, I have, I have, not I have, but I don't feel any type of way. um, How am I trying to say that? Basically, yeah, I mean, like you, like, I don't really feel any type of way about it as long as they're not, you know, trying to act ghetto and ratchet and referring that to um or correlating that with the culture Mm -hmm. um but yeah other than that like i don't care like rock the braids rock the box braids it's like you know bottoms like i don't know it's like i mean honestly like honestly black people should feel you know pretty flattered that's you know? what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I mean, I'm saying that, like, now, oh my gosh, like, this is the greatest thing that's happened to me. But it's just like, bro, like, you create, we create so much swag, so much like aura about us. You know, it's all, it's not everything from our vernacular words we use to the way we dress to foods we eating to things we drinking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, P Diddy got everybody drinking Ciroc, not just black people. Like, who was drinking that shit before? You know, Diddy was on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Who made, like, Jordans hot. You know what I'm saying? The Yankee fitteds. Like, all sorts of stuff. Like, it was us that kind of put that into the forefront in pop culture. And it's just what it is. Like, if you don't like it, like, just don't support it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not saying you can't speak your piece on it. But I'm not about to be outraged that Miley Cyrus is twerking on Robin Thicke at the VMAs. Like, I could literally, I could really care less. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, can you silence the drink for me, I think? Anyway, um, so, thank you. Uh, that's just what I feel about it. Um, and, uh. Give it to me. You said what? I <laughs> said give it to me. Oh, okay. Mirrors. Phone was tripping. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think that's what it is. Don't give them so much power, man. Not even power, but just uh, just 
you know, fuck it, man. Like we doing it live, we doing it, getting it in. And uh just let that be what it's gonna be and move on, man. And just don't don't buy that shit if you don't like it. Like don't buy it, don't support it. Mm-hmm. And uh let that be the end of it. And ain't nothing for you to dwell on. Like I'm just on a I'm just on a whole space where I'm like, I'm not gonna let nobody outside of me get me upset. Like mm-hmm. that don't mean I'm not gonna acknowledge stupidity. Like cause I thought she looked dumb twerking, even though this was a while back or whatever. And um you know, that's just what it is. And, um, you know, I never thought nothing of it. Just moved on from there. So I thought that was it. Agreed. I agree, brother. I agree. So what's next, my G? Oh, I'm, I'm the, uh, I am, I'm the, the captain. Fa- the fa- I am the uh, captain. The facilitator. <laughs> next things next. Let's see. On our list of things to talk about. Oh, well, you can leave that part. Let me see. Oh, okay. Let's hit the. Uh, so now I was gonna ask you about this. So, um, Wonder Woman opened this weekend. They said it's supposed to do a hundred million first week. Awesome first week. It's the first. No, I can't even say it's the first female uh, superhero movie because we had Holly Berry do Catwoman back in the day. Mm-hmm. That shit was trash. But <laughs> wow. Okay. It was. It was weak. Come on, you ain't go back and watch that a second time. Catwoman was pretty bad. It had yeah. potential. It had potential to be like really good. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it, it was it Holly flat. Yeah, that was Holly in her prime. She was like great. A Holly super bad. I think this was right after Swordfish. A couple other things like that she did that was popping. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was like you said. It just fell a little flat. But anyway, so Wonder Woman was supposed to do 100 million this week. Um and one of the big things that came up was um, getting more female directors. Mm. Oh, female directors to tell, uh, you know, female stories and not even just female stories, but stories in general, um, because they feel like it, it gives a more authentic story, a more authentic narrative of how, uh, you know, the female experiences and how, you know, it's just not a love interest in every movie, you mm-hmm. know, like we see. Mm-hmm. So, uh I wanted to see how you felt about that. Really, I mean, we know that's a thing, but how do you feel like women are portrayed uh, in movies, like in Hollywood? Mm. And how would you like to see them portrayed? The, they're either a damsel in distress or they're the sexy butt-kicking Holly Berry cat woman, <laughs> which is cool too, which is cool too. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see it switched up a little bit just because I, I've kind of prepare for women to be like that. And in the movies I go to see, like I prepare mm. for them to be the, all right, she can be the super sexy bodysuit, boobies out, kicking butts. Like, all right, or it's real, uh, it's real cliche. Like, it's going to be yeah. like, oh, the main character going to try and get with her. Mm-hmm. And then she going to propel him to be whatever he is because he like her so much. Or mm-hmm. right before exactly. she getting ready to get her ass whooped, he going to save her, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. It's just super predictable. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, it's almost not even just with, um with women but if that's what we're focusing on i just feel like that's not always the case Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not always um 
that we are able to persuade a man into now being the man that he knows he can be. And I don't know, just stuff like that. Even though that's super positive, I'm not saying we should steer away from that. But it's just, um, I want to see more, more like we, like women go through a lot. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot on our plates. There's a lot, there's a lot of stories we can tell. Right. I feel like I'm seeing the same story. Um, so I think it's dope. I, I'd love to see different stories portrayed and um, relating to, even relating to fictional characters, you know, more. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think it's just like the same as it is with like what we talk about in black, uh, you know, black people in Hollywood and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, oh, man, we need to see. You know, more of us on screen, but we need more of us who are telling our stories and it's not the same thing over and over again. But I think that's why we liked, um, what was it, uh, Hidden Figures so much, mm-hmm. you know, because it was great. a different story. It was, uh, was great. It was basically, you know, all female leads. That the white guy wasn't just like this superhero that had to get them where they needed to go. Like they were driven. They were passionate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were intelligent already. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important to have uh, a lot of those stories. And we've seen how well they could do. Hidden Figures was a you know, phenomenal movie. I don't even know who directed that. I'm not sure. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be interesting to look up. But whoever did it did a good job. And um, but it's like the same thing. Like you need the people who are being portrayed in these stories uh, to be the ones telling the story. You know what I'm saying? And even if it's not, you know, a a female driven uh, movie, you know, have some women around during the writing process, you know, for during the directing process so they can uh, definitely get things cracking. Very true, man. I like that. I like that a lot. I wanted to quickly Google who actually directed Hidden Figures real quick because I wanted to know, too. And it looks like... It was a white. Why did you just cut it off right there? I thought you were going to say it was a white guy. It was a white. It was a white dude. It was a white guy. No, that's Imani's. That's Imani's term. I just borrowed it. But it was Theodore Melfi. Uh, he's from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, white dude. Uh, he did the damn thing, man. Yeah, he did his thing. He did. Shout out to you, brother. Yeah, he did it. But sure. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see who he had in the room with him when he wrote that. Because, uh, yeah, he brought those characters to life. Good job for him. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good job for him. Um, real quick, man. Let me go back to this Miley Cyrus thing right quick, bro. Like, Because the article. What you to say that? Not, not wait, man. Because the article has said white people are appropriating black culture and black men are letting them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my man, so like, well, first off, I'm sorry to backtrack, but it's like, some of these people really act like it's like Tupac or like Nas or Most Deaf or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Talib Kweli or something like that that's like on stage with them. Like, you know, some of our best and brightest. That's not taking nothing from the Migos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're not intelligent guys. But, um, you know, these are like our super, they, they wouldn't be like in the ones that we call like our super intellectual, super socially conscious rap who would even probably think about, you know, this appropriation type thing. And, um, you know, so to say that 
black men is letting it like I just think that's like that's some BS man like, I, I really think that is I think it's when you're trying to navigate your way through a uh, a industry you know even in life like you know what I'm saying and things like that like if you're saying, uh, you know, it might be a white guy at work or a white girl at work and she came in with cornrows or something like that, like, it'd be like, man, that shit looks stupid as hell, but, you know, I'm about to go, but, you know, whatever. What's up, Katie? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not such a, like, what everybody. You, like, what do you. I'm saying, like, we put it uh, onus on them because they're in the limelight like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like or like because these people are in you know on tv and stuff and we say like they letting them get away with doing this stuff but it's people walking around like i mean it's people walking around dressing like black people all the time mm -hmm. like and who's getting g-checked like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it might be white guys that we don't like or black or you know white female you know whoever it don't even just got to be white people but you know doing stuff or using our culture and you know don't got nothing to do with it and like I doubt a lot of these people just going around G-checking folks like, you know, hey, man, right. take, take them Jordans off your feet. Right. Like, if you're not going to come back and, you know, give some Jordans to the ghetto, man. You know, so I don't know. I just feel like we got bigger. We got bigger issues than dealing with some of these people doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like some outward disrespect, you know, and things like that. Like, yeah, I see like, oh, bro. No, Migos, you probably shouldn't have did that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But right. it's just like, you know, like, let, let them, a motherfucker want to look stupid. Let them look stupid. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that no, was I it. Agree. <laughs> uh, that, that, that was You're it. I just thought, yeah, I just thought that was a little bit like, come on, man. Like, really? Yeah. Like, a couple folks now it's just, you know, all of us. Like, cause so, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mary. I'm sorry you got put in that category, being a black man. Nah, it wasn't even like I was... Nah, I'm not mad about it. Not like that. It's just like, come on, bro. Maybe he was just looking for clicks. I don't know. But anyway. Probably. I mean, it could have been it. So, nigga. What? I know you had told me not to hit you with the a couple of them things because you just was going to say, man, they some racist pieces of shit. Whatever. So the yeah. re <laughs> the reason I sent it to you was because LeBron James, uh, his mansion got vandalized. They spray painted nigga on the front of his uh, mansion. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Nazis. Nazis. Um, and Brentwood. This is also the area where O.J. Simpson lived, where he, you know, killed his ex-wife. I mean, not killed her, but I mean, they say he killed her. Nah. It just came out so I was like, so yeah, no, I was like, yeah, you know where he killed it. Damn, that's fucked up. Anyway, Brentwood. Um, so a lot of stuff has been coming out from it, and they've been saying, like, um, you know, uh, LeBron James had a good, you know, he had a good take on it. He said, being black in America is tough if... Uh, you know, if this situation helps push the conversation forward about racism in America, you know, then cool. You know, hopefully uh, that's what it can do and we can keep talking and, you know, working towards destroying racism, whatever, whatever. And um, he had said that, you know, Emmett Till was like the first thing he had thought of, 
when he had uh, when the situation had happened because Emma Till, if anybody doesn't know, the little boy who got murdered because this woman lied and said he whistled at her, and you know he got killed. Uh, so Emma Till's mother um, ended up having an open casket because she wanted the world to see what racism looks like, mm-hmm. and uh, she wanted to. You know, also further the conversation, you know, keep it going, even though it was a different time. You know, she wanted to keep the things going. So uh, a lot of people, you know, was pretty much on. Some people said, oh, man, you shouldn't have brought up, you know, Emmett Till's name, you know, yada, 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 because it's a different situation. And, um, you know, of course, I thought, you know, he was using it as a reference to furthering the conversation. So, you know, whatever. He wasn't comparing his situation. Yeah. So, um you know, the other thing that it came out was like, oh, well, LeBron James, since he's rich, uh, he doesn't have to deal with what black people have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? That aren't rich, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, don't have as much money. His experience is different. So he doesn't have to, you know, deal with real racism mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, I thought it was... uh, uh interesting point i almost thought like dang this seems like some divide and conquer right here that's what it kind of seemed like to me because i think we get into a thing sometimes where we feel like as soon as someone gets money they just automatically is separated from whatever else that went on Mm -hmm. so if imani is 18 and she's been you know poor and black her whole life but then she gets money at 19. She stars in her first film. Now somehow she can't connect to mm-hmm. what has been going on her whole life. Right. Because technically you've been broker than, longer than you've been rich. Mm-hmm. Right. So, again, the same thing with LeBron. He came into the NBA when he was like 18. Yeah, 18 years old. He's 32 right now. He was broke longer than he's been rich you know what i'm saying so it's not like you know he has no idea what the situation is and even if he was someone who came from you know money like a Jaden smith and just you know grew up in it it's certain psychological things that i feel we have uh to deal with and uh this is where i was gonna bring you in too is just like how you feel like you've experienced or if you haven't you know or like what you feel it looks like uh, because I feel like racism is just it's very psychological. And I think sometimes we can push that to the back, like people's feelings aren't involved anymore or people uh, shouldn't feel a certain type of way because, oh, man, you probably won't get killed because you're rich or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with it. But you still got to deal with the same things that we have to deal with in terms of seeing black men and women get killed on TV every day. Sometimes we act like that has no effect on us. People getting beat, um, watching, you know, getting things spray painted on your house, watching nooses being hung up at college campuses or whatever it may be. And I think people don't understand that sometimes it plays a mental toll on it, on people in general, because uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, about most black people are not going to get 
killed by police like that's not something that happens to like everybody like you know what i'm saying it's not a big number of us that get killed by police it is in terms of like dealing with you know other races of people Mm -hmm. it happens to us more than so but in terms of like the percentage of black people that get killed by police like it's not a huge number like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um most of us don't deal with that aspect of it. Most of us won't get our ass whooped by police, mm-hmm. but most of us may have been talked to the police a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, we may have had a crazy encounter with them. We may have had a situation with our teacher. You know what I'm saying? We may have had nooses hung up at school. We all have had to see these different kind of things on the news. And that plays a part, like, I really feel like in the uh, psyche that we have to go through. And we just act like it doesn't, you know, affect us. Like, because soldiers, when they come back from war, um, you know, they could have seen people get killed for years and years and years however long they've been overseas and then they come out with they call it uh you know the post-traumatic stress like they deal with they wake up and they see things exploding or uh one of their homies got killed and they can't never get it out of of their heads if that's something you grew up with and grew up around and you still got to see that on tv like how can that not have an effect on you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying psychologically so i think we just have to be more aware of that and i think the uh separation comes from my homegirl i talked about this too when people feel like certain folks aren't giving back Mm -hmm. like so people with money aren't giving back now they feel like they can't connect with it and i Mm -hmm. think that's where the bigger issue comes in you know what i'm saying so i really wanted to see like what was your thoughts like just on um you know encounters you've had because like i said like you know it could be anything from just having white dolls to play with at school you know what i'm saying or like with me i remember in high school like i was telling you we had no black literature in class you know we was reading like huckleberry finn and stuff like that yeah you know what i'm saying so i wanted to see like what kind of like your thoughts was on it and how uh you feel like you may have experienced that like as a black woman you know, in the U.S., um, you know, that may not have come in the form of, you know, a physical altercation with police or something like that, or even being having nigger yelled at you. But how do you feel it? Or is it just, you know, with you even just having to see stuff on TV? Like, but where do you feel it most? Um, I feel, I don't know, it's a couple different things, but I think the one that has stuck with me the longest has probably been modeling and I mean blah, 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 racism in the modeling industry. Um, I remember I've, I've been signed. I was signed to an agent first time when I was 14 years old. And then I took a little break, maybe at 16. I had a two year contract. So at 16, I took a little break. I didn't sign back again with anybody. Um, I just wasn't really into it. And then at like maybe 17 or 18, um, I picked it back up again. So I started going to agencies, started going to open calls and things like that. And I remember at one agency in particular, well, there's two things that I remember from um, going to these different agencies. One agency told me that I was really pretty. 
but they already had a girl that looked like me. And the girl that they were talking about, I knew her. Mm-hmm. Like we used to take a um we used to take a modeling class back in the day. Like we had the same model coach. This you girl, Charleston? Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, this girl is if I'm five ten, she has to be five six or five seven. Um, dark, like maybe Lupita's complexion. Mm. And they couldn't sign me because me and her look too much alike. So I'm sitting Mm. there and they have, you know, they have the model cards on the wall. I'm sitting there looking at the people they have signed. It's like 15, 20 blonde hair, blue eyed girls and then that one chocolate girl that looks like me and then a couple like you know brown skin like either indian or something like that but it's just like that hit me and i was like i think i was 17 at the time so of course me hearing that i'm just like really like Mm. really um so that was at one agency and then i went to another one that basically told me the same, they didn't say they didn't say that they had um, a girl that looked like me. What did they say? But they said something to that extent. It was basically the same thing, and it was the same type of agency. Like they signed a whole bunch of girls, um, a whole bunch of white chicks, and then I come in there, and they have one other black model, and all of a sudden I can't get signed because they have too many black girls. Like mm. they can't take on another one. Mm. So for me hearing that, it was just like. That's when racism really hit me. Like, you know, I I hear about it and I talk to, you know, you and dad and mom about it and stuff like that. But I had never really had too much of a personal experience with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I was almost kind of like, I was almost thinking that I wouldn't get hit with racism low key for Mm -hmm. a long time in my life. And then when it started, the fact that it hit me in an industry that, like, I like so much um, I think it really widened my eyes to see that literally anybody can get hit with racism mm-hmm. in all ways, shapes, and forms. Like, it's everywhere, mm-hmm. low-key, you know? Um, so I don't know, I, bringing it back to LeBron, like, I just, I kind of felt bad that he even got, he was, I don't know, maybe looked at as complaining Right. About his situation, you know? And it's just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Anybody can get hit with racism, you know? It's like, I ain't even a LeBron fan. And I'm like, you know what, bruh? Like, that shit don't feel good. You get past. That's horrible. Do not feel good. Like, and I can't imagine having that type of racism, like, display it out in the open publicly you know what i mean like right. i've dealt with it like pretty privately. personally right yeah right. personally so you know it hit me but you know i go home talk to you guys it's good it you know like it was plastered on his home mm-hmm. you know what i mean now everybody got to talk about it now everybody has to talk about it it's not it's no longer personal it's no longer private you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's just yeah. I, i've really felt for him all right yeah, nah, real quick, and then uh, we're about to get out of here. But yeah, that's like exactly what I'm saying. I think it'd be, uh, it'd probably be cool to hit uh, some more followers too, like some situations they've had mm-hmm. that's just like 
psychologically because you almost get like like some people call him crazy but um just bringing up kanye uh for instance like and this is just for everybody in general because like we said you know you can all get hit with it so even with someone with him that has money like the thing that keeps you going when you have money say for instance and it's just for his situation is your passion Mm -hmm. so for him it was fashion Mm-hmm. So we say, you know, he's a millionaire, like he shouldn't trip off of this, yada, yada, yada. But you can tell, like, Kanye loves fashion. Yeah. So when he gets into it, you know, regardless of what we think, he might should do it this way, that way, that way, whatever, whatever. But for him to try and get into it, and this is something he's never, he didn't grow up in the fashion, you know, industry. You know, he was music. Then he transitioned to that. For him to go into that and feel like he's being kept from resources and supplies and um, endorsements and whatever it may have you because he's black, even to that level, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You could see why it could start to drive someone crazy when it's something that I love so much, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you trying to keep it away from me because of something that I was born with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? My skin, my complexion. Same thing with women in modeling or women in acting. Like you just said, like, yeah, Lupita had a couple good roles. Like, but, you know, how many roles does she have to go through, you know what I'm saying, to get something that really portrays what she wants to be? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how many roles does she get sent that's just going to probably be degrading to her and, you know, all sorts of stuff, whatever. She feel like it may not be, you know, something that represents her like that's psychological in itself. And when you somebody who's of a, you know, you reached a certain tax bracket and your passion, you know, is your life. So basketball is my life. Yeah. And now you bring the nigga that was on my front door into my workspace yeah. because now I can't just talk about it. Like you said, with my family. And just discuss it with my son and my daughter and my wife. Now I got to answer it in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, now the world has to ask, why isn't Lupita doing more roles and stuff like that? And it's like, because damn it, I can't get no good roles for black women. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it goes back to the other things we was talking about. So anybody can hit with it and your spirit, like, you know what I'm saying, is the thing that can affect anybody. Like, I don't care what nobody say. It's your spirit and your mental and can't nobody tell you how that should feel. You know what I'm saying? Because people commit suicide and kill themselves every day because they feel like their spirit is broken. Or they feel like they're driving themselves crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. anyway. But I thought that was a good point, Money. Definitely a good point. So, um, that was deep, son. Bro, it's real out here. Hopefully we could bring like a psychologist a on one episode. of these days and mm-hmm. talk about that. I think that would be dope. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. Shout out to you. Good responses, dope stuff, and um, you know we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go see Wonder Woman. Probably tell y'all about it next week. Hey. So much love to y'all. Thank you for tuning in. We're gonna keep it coming. Gonna keep getting better. Have some cool guests for y'all coming up. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Young Muns. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Drop us some comments. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know what y'all want to hear. You know what I'm saying. Um, and check out my YouTube channel, okay? Because I low-key do this for y'all. And I love you, all right? I love you. Signing out. Hakuna Matata, niggas. Hakuna Matata. Real ones know. <laughs>